give them a shot to do what? Welcome, sports fans, to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don, presented by Give Us a Shot Network. I am the Don, Donato Bucci, and remember to subscribe to us on all of the major platforms, and remember to leave us a five-star review. This is a big night for the show. As I mentioned, we are presented by Give Us a Shot Network, the first time JT and the Don All Sports Podcast is on, so... Let me welcome in everyone's favorite JT, Jimmy Thompson. How you feeling today? I don't know why I have to put up with you. I'm trying to figure out how I can spend less time with you, but here you go behind my back signing these corporate deals to where now I got to spend more hours of the week with you. So I already don't like you, and I think you have to listen to really realize that, but now everybody's just going to see how annoying you are, so. That little uh, here monologue, we are. That little monologue of yours pretty much sums up everything for you. So, you know, you're the one that put this together. So let, let's get to work. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you got on the docket first? All right. So let's go. Sean Payton, the Denver Broncos on Tuesday, finalized a deal to acquire Sean Payton as their next head coach. The Broncos will be sending the Saints their first round pick in 2023 and a second round pick in 2024, while the Broncos will not only receive Sean Payton in return, but the Saints um, will get their 2024 third round um, pick. So I'm sorry, the, the Broncos will get the Saints 2024 third round pick. So is that a good move by the Broncos? And was he worth the price? Well, let's start with the second one. Was it worth the price? So if we're looking at this in a vacuum between Peyton and Russ, they've given up the Broncos, what, three first-round picks and two second-round picks. So we already know what they've given up three first-round picks and three second-round picks. All right, so six picks combined, right? But we already know what the early returns on Russ has been. It's been – that's a sunk cost, right? So if we're saying if Peyton is worth the price, you would damn near have to be Bill Belichick for this to be worth the price. So. The answer to that question is no. Now, I don't know. Good move by the Broncos. I feel like it was for the hole that they were in with with cap space and, you know, the draft picks that they already didn't have. I think that this is pretty good as far as like the level of coach. I mean, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. So anytime you can get one of those, that's always a good thing. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I guess this really depends on what version of Russell Wilson do you think is there? Is it the guy that we saw in Seattle for his whole career and he had just one bad year, or is it the guy that most people seem to think is washed and he's a trash quarterback? So I I guess it's a good move because if anybody is going to fix Russ, I would say, why not Sean Payton? I mean, he's got the credentials to do so. So um, I'm very, very on the fence of good move, but it's mainly swayed about how much they had to give up just to get to this point with him and Russ. Man, it took you forever to get the just maybe 
to be on the fence. My goodness. I oh, mean, don't, oh, trust me. Oh, trust me. You're going you to do the same thing. That's, Go ahead. Give it to me. Two seconds. Surprisingly, yes, this was a good move and he was worth it. I mean, for what you gave up for Ross and not being able to cut him or trade him, you've got to go all in. You've got to bring in the coach that's a Super Bowl caliber coach that has done it and is the hot commodity. I mean, he's going to bring or he's going to try to bring his up-tempo, quick passing game. And I think Payton will be like that Pete Carroll type of coach, right? He wants efficiency and the Payton and Pete Carroll, they're winners as coaches in the NFL. And that's exactly what the Broncos needed. That's what Russ needs, that quick pass game. Listen, he's not 28 anymore. Like he can't get outside the pocket and outrun these guys, run guys over and make these incredible throws. He's got to be efficient, quick pass game. And that's exactly what Sean Payton is the expert in. And he won. This is the other thing. Talk about mere quarterbacks. While Drew Brees is more of a pocket passer, the height thing plays in Sean Payton's favor because he's had to learn how to deal with a quarterback that's not as tall as some of the other guys. Just John say Elway. he's had to learn to deal with a quarterback that's your height. I, I get what you're trying to do in a roundabout way. He's had to deal with. Little I was trying to be. No, I was trying to be nice to Russ, but then you take a shot at me, which that's the Russ. Y'all, y'all, y'all in the same boat. If anything, you look up to Russ. Wow! 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 Anyway, can I finish? So I think Peyton's good at managing personalities. They need a lot of healing in that locker room after what happened. And, you know, I don't think one team's ever a coach or player away. So I'm not saying that, but I, I think it was a really good move. So we've alluded to some of it already, but what does this mean for Russell Wilson, JT? Oh, it's easy. It means he's on thin ice. <laughs> this is Russell Wilson's last chance. Like, it was different when he had a rookie head coach in Hackett, and then that blew up. But this is Sean Payton, man. Like, Super Bowl veteran, one of the greatest coaches probably the last two decades. And his cachet in the media and the public opinion is it's always somebody else, not him, if things go wrong. So if Russ does not turn around this year, like, he'll be in that Dak Prescott category where people are going to be like, oh, he's a shit quarterback. And this is what we thought. So it's all on Russ. It's thin ice. So what it means for Russ is success. I mean, this is going to salvage his legacy for the reasons I mentioned above of what Sean Payton brings to him. And it's going to limit the hits he takes, increase his efficiency, because he took a big hit this past year. All right. And shout out to uh, Oldsmo Bros, longtime uh, listener and fan of ours. So. The other thing, though, is what it means for Russ is he's going to keep collecting his five-year, $245 million extension, JT. Nothing changes for the guy. Nothing Are those parking changes. spots going to change? He's going to still have the parking spots and all the offices in the building because that's that stuff's got to change. I heard that's the first the first move Sean Payton does. No more parking spots. No more multiple parking spots. Are you playing or, or are you just that really happening? I don't know. There you go. Messing around so early. All right, so – Leaving Denver, can we talk about a guy that's probably been your nemesis as a Steelers fan forever, basically your entire life? I'm so so glad of this news. Whew. Well, we'll get to if it's real or not. But, of course, we're talking about Tom Brady, who in the saddest way possible by himself announced that he was retiring via Instagram. And he said that he's retiring for good. I'm putting that in quotes because we've seen this before. Don, first question, does he actually stay retired this time? He said so. 
right? He even said for good this time. So you got to believe the GOAT. You got to believe him. And last year, this is the reason why I believe him, though. Last year, he retired, I think, for family reasons. Probably a little bit of pressure from the family and knew, hey, if I want to make this work with the family, I've got to commit full time to my family, um, which is kind of, you know, interesting to, to actually like say. Right. Because everyone, I think, is always in in their on their in the As on their Brady family. Not showing you that. <laughs> That it's a complete opposite that he don't want to be home with his family. Well, that's I think that's he's what made I'm saying. that pretty it's, clear. It's weird having to like say that, but I think last year he did it for his family. This year, there's no need to retire for that specific purpose. So I think he's retiring because now he is at a good point where he's okay retiring and and he probably wants to, and he realizes like Gronk ain't walking through back through that door. Like Bill Belichick ain't walking back through that door. Like he just doesn't have that. And but the one thing why I will say never say never, though, ironically, it was one year to the day last year when he made the same announcement. So never say never. But I I do think it is um, for good this time. Uh, The only reason I will say that I believe him this time is the money that he can make in broadcasting is too lucrative for him to say, like, "Uh, I got to go back to a new team. I got to try to do this again. So. I think the thing that made him walk away this time is actually, you know, something that's, you know, it's it's lucrative. So I definitely think that's the reason he's done. And also, too, like you mentioned about the family, like he really didn't want to be close to his family before. So, I mean, he's divorced now, so he he's going to be at home by himself. So he's going to need another outlet. And I just think that the money from broadcasting is enough to pull him away. So I do think he's going to stay retired this time just because, I mean, he's going to make so much money. Yeah, but JT, I mean, does the money matter for a guy like that? Because it's always going to be there. They've signed him basically to like a futures yeah. contract. Yeah, I'm going I'm to say this, man. And I'm I'm not a rich person. I just heard a rich person say this before. When you're talking about money doesn't matter, that's only something broke people say. Rich people want more money. But but that contract's always going to be there, right? It's not like he's going to make $2 million playing football. He's going to make north of 30 playing football hey, as man. well. And that contract- I'm trying, to get, that, I'm trying to get to the money and save my health. But, well, he would have done that 10 years ago. Like, that's that's not relevant for a guy like Tom Brady. So I don't so you think, think that, you, So you, do you think he's coming back or not? Because you kind of- I don't, but I disagree with your reason. Of course you, know, you he's do, got the wrong reasons. All right, so let's go with something I- Hopefully you don't disagree with me on this because this would mean you're a hater for sure. A lot of talks about who's the goat, who's not. You know, if you turn on the TV, there's uh, uh, your your uncle's out here saying some ridiculous stuff about Tom Brady not being the best quarterback of all time on first take. But say, say what, what's his name? You say his name. You're just gonna call you, him a cousin of mine because he's Italian? Yes, but I'm, I figured you want to introduce your uncle. So what's his name? Mike Francesa. There we go. See, you say it so much better than me, but or he goes by Francesi. Sorry. Uh, see, I, I didn't know all these variations. That's why I leave it to the professionals. But is Tom Brady the go to quarterbacks? Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. He's got seven titles, been there 10 times. And then you just look at his stats. And I don't want to hear about, well, that's what happens when you play 23 years because. Eventually, JT, we're going to have an episode about LeBron James as he's starting to get ready to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And people are going to say it's because of the longevity. Like, guess what? In sports, longevity is a big deal. And that's got to play a factor in terms of a positive toward a guy like Tom Brady. 
Like you've got to give him credit for that. Because I guarantee you, if all the guys could stay as healthy as he did and could play as good as he did for as long as he did, they would have played 23 years, but they couldn't do it. That's how difficult it is. Not even the greatest athletes in the NFL could do what Tom Brady did at the quarterback position for as long as he did. So you've got to give him that. That that should not go against him. It should go in his favor. And I'll, and and so, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you one one thing to your credit with that point is Tom Brady played half his career in an era where you can actually hit the quarterback. Like if you go look at some of those hits that he took early on in his career, like especially from the bills, like imagine if he played in an era where you can't even breathe on the quarterback, like his stats might be even better. Yeah. And, and you look at his stats then number one in passing yards, breeze is the closest 9,000 yards behind touchdowns. Brady's number one breeze is like 80 behind there. And this is the stat that I actually love to bring up. Interceptions. He has 212, JT. For how long he played, right? He's not even top 20 in interceptions thrown. Like, Brett Favre's number one. Payton's in the top five, I think. Unitas in the top five. Marino in the top 10. And you know we both love Marino, but Brady's not even in the top 20 in interceptions thrown. That's mind-boggling how good this guy was. And listen, no teammate ever has anything bad to say about the guy that's got to be a big factor too when you play that many years and you're that intense and competitive that not one guy comes out we've heard guys talk bad about Favre, especially about rogers you know we, we've heard all sorts of stories about different guys but you never hear fans get turned away from him and teammates get turned away from him yeah that was gonna be my point well one of them is the whole entire time he's been in the league, like players love and respect him. Like I guarantee you, if you pulled every guy that's played in the league the same year that Tom Brady has been in the league and you asked him to pick one quarterback for the team, I guarantee you like 90% or more is going to be him. And that goes to what you said. Like people like him. There's no scandal. It's just like, look, he comes in, he works hard, he's fiery, but like we respect it. So that's the sign of a true leader. But everything you said, like he's going to, he has all the stats, all the wins, the Super Bowls the most clutch player in NFL history and clutch moments like over and over again, like this shouldn't even be a debate. He's the best quarterback. And I don't understand why we're even bringing this up. I thought this was already decided whenever Tom Brady retires, like we're just going to move him to the top. Like he's the goat and like, nobody's going to catch him. Like, I don't understand why everyone's like, want to pick apart his game now. Like, Oh, like he's not the best Super Bowl quarterback. He's not the best regular season quarterback. Like this was already decided. Like Tom Brady is the goat. We're just waiting on him to hang it up. So we can officially put him up there because his career is done. So yeah, he's the goat. No debate. Good. Glad we finally agree on something. Yeah, that shit's not gonna last long. <laughs> All right. So the Super Bowl is set. Chiefs, Eagles. We know that. Now, JT, biggest storyline. What do you got? So I know I'm gonna take a, a serious approach on this. So I know it's you know is it Mahomes? Is it Hurts? Eagles? Chiefs? Like this is gonna be a great Super Bowl, but. I don't want to overlook the fact that this is the first Super Bowl with two starting black quarterbacks. Like that has to be the biggest storyline. Like just look at where black quarterbacks have come from when they first started playing quarterback until now. Like it's incredible that you look at it in 2023 that black quarterbacks are at the pinnacle of excellence. And when not so long ago, people thought we couldn't even play the position. So I'm just so proud of that. We've arrived to this moment. And hopefully it continues to evolve and get better. But to me, that's just the biggest storyline, just like the historical importance of this matchup between Hurts and Mahomes. Yeah, well, well said. Well said. Um, I'm going to go with the coaches aspect. 
And Andy Reid going against his former team, right, in the Eagles. But more importantly, do you know what he did when he took over in 2013, JT? He has a connection to Sirianni. Do you know what it is? Oh, is he? Uh, he was the quality control coach under Andy Reid? No. So when Andy Reid took over in Kansas City, Sirianni was already there. He let him walk. Ooh. He basically kicked him out the door. Now, obviously, Sirianni, this was 10 years ago, a younger guy, but yeah. he didn't keep him. And let me tell you something. Knowing we've seen Sirianni in the playoffs, like his little mannerisms and how he's playing up to the camera and how he's swearing at the referee, telling him he knows what he's doing. Like, you don't think a guy that competitive is kind of like, I want to beat that guy. For I, remember, I remember you. I remember you. I remember when you let me go thinking I wasn't good enough. Well, I'm going to show you. I'm going to beat you on the biggest stage there is in football. And millions of people around the world are going to watch it. So that's my storyline because I think Sirianni is going to be super prepared for this. We thought he was prepared against the Giants and 49ers. I think he's going to be on a whole different level. And I don't know if Andy Reid can handle it, man. I ain't going to lie, man. That's a good storyline. Sirianni just seems like a petty-ass dude to me. I mean, in a good way. Like, it, I think it fuels his competitiveness. But I can see him remembering, like, oh, yeah, like, you didn't pick me for the JV team. Like, yeah, I remember you. I'm, I'm going to destroy you by 30. He seems but, like that type of guy. Listen, as, as a as – a, uh, As a fellow as JV an, guy. As a fellow <laughs> – no, I was going to say – I was going to say as a fellow Italian – you know, we're pretty competitive. Like we we keep that petty stuff and then try to beat you. So Yo, I'm glad you said that. I've been trying to tell people this is who you are forever. Like you just admitted it on air. Thank you. Oh, I didn't say me personally. I just said nah, you petty as hell. This <laughs> I is made a well generalization. <laughs> All right. So who do you think wins and why? You know, you know who I think is going to win. It's the, I got to stick with the team that I picked to go to the Super Bowl and win it all before the season started. It's the Chiefs, man. And it's strictly because Mahomes is that dude. Like, everybody thought he would fall off this year, losing Tyreek and not having the same weapons that he's used to having. But, I mean, it's business as usual. And then, like you said, they got Mahomes. They got Andy Reid throwing Eric Bieniemy. Travis Kelsey ain't going nowhere. Mahomes was like he never even had an ankle injury. I just don't see how the Eagles, who they've been there before, but – I feel like not with these pieces that they're counting on, whether it's the coaches or it's, you know, the quarterback, A.J. Brown. Like, these are these guys are taking their first trip to the Super Bowl, and you see it, man. Some, like, that game is different. So I'm going on with the guys that have been there before. They're not going to be rattled. They're not going to be nervous. This is just another game for them, and it's the Chiefs. That's a big part of it, but you got to go Eagles. D-line is too good. They have too much offense, and the Chiefs are banged up. Like, I think Mahomes can get away with that against the Bengals, and it's still Mahomes. You know, he, he's my guy. But Hardman's basically been ruled out now. Kadarius oh, Tony. what? Hardman's ruled out? Kadarius. Oh, let me flip my pick, man. Damn. Yeah, flip it. Flip Yo, it. they cannot win without Hardman. Why didn't you tell me that? Like, You're right. Because I, I wanted rough, to wait. I wanted to keep Nobody give a damn about no McCole Hardman. But he hadn't, he hadn't been on the team since he got drafted. What are you but talking JT, about? But JT, you're going to – think about this. You're going I, I into a shootout. I know what you're trying to do. You're, you're you, trying to turn this, this into like a Jarrett McKinnon thing. You were right about one thing where it was like some obscure shot in the dark. You're like, 
oh, Jared McKinnon's going to be the, the key piece to this, like, five-game stretch. And, you know, you happen to be right somehow about that. Now you're just picking out little players every time. Like, nobody cares about McCall. Student Hardman. of the game. Student of the game. No, listen, it's not just Hardman. It's, you're going into smart, a bro. shootout here. If, if you're going into a shootout, right, like you need to have all of your – he's not going to have them. Kadarius, Tony, Hardman, he, he's lost another receiver. Like just too much offense on the Eagles. Defensive line is, is too deep. And then I believe the Eagles have the better head coach. And that's going to play a big role in this game. And I think it's going to be a close game. But I think the Eagles win. They're just they're just the better overall team right now, and the and the more healthy team. So, speaking of my guy Mahomes, will a win make him a top ten QB all time? I know people don't want to hear this, man, but hell yes, go make up a top ten quarterback because all the criteria that we check to you know ascend quarterbacks to the goat and great status, like. He's already done it, and this but wait, was you just... were the guy. You were the guy that was like, "Oh, don't crown him too soon." That was just yeah, that last was like year, four years ago. No, it wasn't. It was last year. Everyone ever since. But here, but, but all honesty, no. all honesty, it'll be. I don't. I think he should be, but I mean, whether you agree with it or not, it's going to be really hard to keep him out of there. Because what are the things that people look at when they're talking about quarterbacks? One is the Super Bowl wins. If he wins, this will be number two. That's that's the same as half the people that are on the top 10 of that list, that quarterback. Like, he'll have the same as Ben, the same as the Mannings, like, the same as Elway. Like, he'll be tied with Stallbar, all, all those guys. Like, he'll be tied with all those guys that have two and just be behind the upper echelon of, like, four or five quarterbacks that have three or more. So, yeah, I think that'll put him up there. And then you just look at what he's done in his first five years as a starter. Pro Bowl every year, two-time All-Pro and the MVP, like, this is the, the most insane start I've ever seen where his success is the fastest. It's him. And he gets two Super Bowls on top of his resume. Like, I know it's early and people don't want to admit that, but he's in the top 10 discussion. Like, I don't think there's any way around that conversation if he wins this game. I would go, I would go almost as far as saying that he's almost pretty much in the top 10 already. I mean, we put Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre in there. They got one Super Bowl. Now, granted, they have more stats than Mahomes, but the things Mahomes has done already, I think he's already nearing the top 10. If he wins, I think he's definitely in the top 10. I mean, five straight home AFC title games. And I know we don't put a lot of stock in the QB rating, but number one QB rating all time already. Like all time, hey man. What I what I what I told you about stealing my passwords. Like you gotta stop doing this. Just ask me for the login. You don't gotta go stealing my PFF shit, man. Come on. Well, I, I did. You have that Illuminati subscription, right? Still, so bro, that does not exist. Users, like, there you multiple go with these false allegations. And then he had his legacy. I think his legacy game was this Bengals game. Yeah, I think it really was beating Joe Burrow, beating the defending AFC champs, who have and- been crushing you lately. Right. And the way he did it, like people remember the Willis Reed game, the MJ fake flu game. Right. And they're going to remember the Mahomes ankle game. All right. So he wins for sure. Top 10. I think he's almost in that top 10 club right now. And to to add on to that, 
the reason I would put him in the top 10 with the Super Bowl win is I think this is the world's best chance at catching Tom Brady. Like it is like he has so <laughs> much more of his career left and he's just like padding the stats already in the first six years. Like this is the this is the world's best chance to get someone close to Tom Brady is Patrick Mahomes. So I'm rooting for the guy. JT, it's funny you said it. it's like Patrick Mahomes. The fate of the world is in your hands, on your shoulders. You're our only last hope to say someone's better than Tom Brady. Be honest. Like be honest. It's true. Be honest. Would you rather call Brady the GOAT or Mahomes the GOAT? Like, which one would you rather oh, have as your No, goal? you like, know I me. I want Mahomes. Like, I love Mahomes. Like, I mean, Mahomes like, is like, Tom Brady has been annoying my entire <laughs> life. Like, I, I, I'm only respecting him because I have no one else to put up against him. Like, Mahomes can catch him. Did you notice I threw in the fake flu game of MJ? You didn't you didn't react to that. Cause I because you always trying to be you always trying to be extra, man. I get it. Yeah. It's he, not he, being he, extra. He did, what you're trying to say is the rumor the is truth. that MJ flu game was not real. He was just hungover. Like yeah. Mahomes was really hurt, man. His ankle was broken, bro. They got I know. him back to health. For sure. No, Mahomes for sure. I'm not questioning Mahomes. I was questioning MJ. Yeah, we know how much you don't like Michael Jordan. We know. We know you're a Dennis Rodman fan. Speaking of MJ, can we talk about the NBA tread deadline? Yeah, let's go. Not to be confused with the fantasy basketball trade deadline, which has passed. So please stop asking me to extend Bro, it. and you added an extra week. That's so shady. Because you don't want me to make me. the Don't blame me because the ESPN fantasy platform is crap. So hey, for all the people you the commissioner, that, right? Yeah. I, right. I can only work with all what I'm That's why I take everything over to Sleeper. All complaints to the commission. Just to hear you guys complain and then get sing its praises a year later. But NBA trade deadline is, what, February 9th at 3 p.m. So let's answer some of the big questions for our fans so that they're up to speed on what they can expect to occur. So first thing I want to go at is, what team should be the biggest buyer and why? Easy. It's the Phoenix Suns because of Chris Paul's age. You got to go. You got to start there. They were on the brink of a title kind of, well, two years ago uh, or three years ago. And then the last couple of years, they've had really good years. They're in uh, Devin Booker's prime. The West is getting stronger, JT. And right now they're the AC. Like they need to make a move. Like they needed to make it yesterday. And so they've got to go all in because in January, they had the worst offense in the NBA. Like they've got to go all in. They've got to be the biggest buyer. They got to outbid everybody. And for those multiple reasons, mainly CP3's age, because he only gets so many more cracks at this. And he is still a big part of that team. I like that. I just think that. Wait, say that again. I like that. But thanks. But at what point are we going to stop giving the Suns like nine lives? Like, like. Because they have like, nine ever lives. Since, ever since they had that bubble moment, we've just been like, oh, yeah, we can just pencil them in. Like, they just need, like, one more time. And, like, it's just gotten worse. Like, they should be they should be buyers, I guess. But I don't think it's really going to help them. You might not agree with my answer, but the team that I think should be buyers, they don't need to be. But I think they should because I think this would catapult them not only to the top of the West, but I think it would make them – probably a top four team in the NBA. And like, I'd be scared to play them. And it's the Clippers. Like they're quietly <laughs> not too far. They're like, what, what three games out of the second place. And I feel like PG and Kawhi haven't played all season. Like I look up and I'm like, how are they the number four team in the West? And like Kawhi missed a good chunk and like PG just came back and he's always in and out of the lineup. So they've done this just basically with 
<laughs> with their third and fourth options. Like they got Batum out there playing, Terrence Mann, like the remnants of John Wall's kneecaps is out there carrying this team to a top five in the West. And like their stars haven't even hit the gear yet. So if they can make some moves to bring some more talent in there, I think the Clippers are going to be the team that can turn the NBA on its head. And we're going to be like, where did this come from? And they just been quietly doing it the whole season. So that's who I would say should be buyers. But that was my second, that was my second team. I I know you're a big Kawhi guy, which we'll talk about him later. So let's flip it around. Which team should be the biggest seller at the deadline and why? Oh, it's it's the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, they've got one of the worst records, but they have some key pieces that they can move on from that won't hurt their future, but they can get some good draft capital, I believe. They've got they can probably move on from PJ Washington, Jalen McDaniels, and then Mason Plumley. I mean, they're not going anywhere, even with those guys that have played really well. And this is the thing, JT, I've learned from you with fantasy. You got to sell high and buy low, right? Right now, I mean, Jalen McDaniels coming off the bench, Mason Plumley career year, like you're not going to get any more value for those, the, for those guys than right now. So if you're going to make a move, and you should because you're not going to make the playoffs and you're not going anywhere in the future with these guys, like they're not part of your, your blueprint in the future then move on from them now and get the most that you can from players like these. So that is why I think they should be the biggest sellers because they need to strike now. If not, you know, those guys are not going to have years like that again. I think Mason Plumlee might be a free agent. So what are you going to lose him for free? Like they've got to move on and they've got to move on now. Real question is, should they move on for the middle ball? Why? Because of the injuries? No, I just feel like, He's, nah, I, I feel he, like he's good, but like if you notice, he's he's been a problem the past couple of years in, in Charlotte. You like, always like these he drama has, he things. Has, man. Like, you were like, I think, oh, I think he's, I Trey think he's a Young's highlight real player. But Trey I, but Young's here's the thing: problem if, you think, if you Put think Trey he's a number on one, if you Please, think he's a number one player, then don't move on from him. But I think he's a number two, masquerading as a number one. That's just my opinion. And I feel like if you're gonna be a seller and you want somebody to get value, it should be him. Like you should trade him. If you're going to blow it up. I didn't say blow it up. I said get the most capital from these guys and then build around LaMelo is what I would do. Man, you don't want them to trade Plumlee, man. He's holding your season together. No, please don't trade him, though. Bro, he they trade him. He's going to be a drop. So, <laughs> hey, look. And you know who will pick him up? You. You'll be right there to pick him up. Red carpet. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm already maxed out at the center Answer limit. the question. Answer nah, the nah. question. So, I actually had two teams, um, and it was real tough to pick between these two. I'm going to go with the first one just because we're going to talk about the second one later. And I really feel bad for this team, man, because they made so many moves and literally none of them have worked out. It's the Bulls. The Bulls should be the biggest seller. Like, (laughs) blow this up. Nothing has worked. Just look at everybody they brought in. Caruso. Lonzo Ball may never play again. DeRozan had one freakish year last year, and he's right back to the guy he was this year. They hate Zach Levine. Like, they about ready to beat the mess out of him and throw him at the gym. And then the saddest thing that has not worked is your boy. Don't say it. Don't say it. Vucevic, man. Like, he's it. forgotten how to shoot. He don't rebound anymore. He's just so inefficient. Maybe it's the age. But I look at the Bulls in a unique situation. It's obvious it's not working. And I feel like from the casual fan on the outside looking in, they look at it as like, oh, they're a playoff team. You know, they can make a run. But. These guys who they're relying on, they're all in regression. 
And the good thing for the Bulls is I think teams can see some sort of trade value in most of these guys that they're starting. Like, I think somebody could look at Vooch and say he's a piece that they're missing. Levine, if he's healthy, definitely for sure the Rosen. And, you know, I'm pretty sure teams would take Caruso as like that gel guy that plays defense. Like, sell these guys. Sell these guys and hope you get Victor somehow. Like, get those picks to get Victor because this is Say his last name. Say his last name. Uh, Wimbenyama. Wow. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Yeah, you, you don't even know you questioned me, but yeah, I definitely think it should be the Bulls. Blow that shit up. It is not working. This is horrible, man. Like, and the, and the crazy thing is, their success went into a, <laughs> to a nosedive once Lonzo wasn't able to play anymore. And, like, that's crazy. I never thought he would be the guy that would be kind of repelling this whole thing. He was thing. the glue. So, let's go to an individual player. So, who do you think is the top player? that a team should get in a trade. So this is for teams that are obviously in playoff contention. Like who's the one guy or a second guy? Cause I know you can never just pick one that a team should be like, ah, I got to go get this guy. So I would say the top guy that every team should try to go get is OG Ananobi from the Raptors, but I'm going to be team specific here. I'm going to go back to the Clippers. As you mentioned, they should go get Fred Van Vliet. They need a point guard in Los Angeles to kind of calm everything down. You've got PG 13, you've got Kawhi. Those guys will play in the playoffs, even though, like you said, they don't, they don't really play in the regular season and that's fine. Keep them healthy. Yeah. Because if you can bring in Van Vliet, you now have three legit NBA scores and maybe Plumley can go to the Clippers too. And now you got a big man. Like, Oh, like Zubash just don't play there no more. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like it some nights, but Fred Van Vliet to the Clippers, that is the guy that's got to be had, and it's got to be had by the Clippers. See, this is why I got to check my security, man, because you always stealing shit from me. Yeah, I mean, OG Ananobi is the obvious one, but I think it's Fred Van Vliet, and I think it's to the team you're saying. It's the Clippers. They do need a point guard, and I don't think he'll be super expensive if you have to extend him once you get him. Like I think he is going to be affordable enough where you guys can keep that big three together, but for sure. Like he can give you the spark that's missing from this team, a ball handler that can score if one of those two guys in PG and Kawhi are out. So if they get hurt or they have to miss a game, like Van Vliet can carry the load. Like he can score, he can distribute. And the the thing is, I like that he could do in LA that he won't have to do. He's doing in Toronto that he won't have to do in LA is he won't have to play 40 minutes a game. Like they can manage his minutes like he can get low 30s and be just as effective and they can save him from that for the long run so we agree on that i think van vliet is the guy to go get yeah i think he puts him over the top all right so here at jt and the don we make a lot of predictions right a lot of predictions but the difference between us and all the other shows is that especially the national shows is that we hold ourselves accountable for them. We will dog each other for them. We will make fun of each other for years for making terrible picks. Mason Rudolph. So we're going to review some of our predictions from the beginning of the season so we can all laugh at JT. All right. So to do that, though, because, all right, I don't trust you, JT, with having gone back over the film, all right, and having written down all of our picks, I don't, I don't trust you because I think you're going to leave your bad picks off, only put your good picks, and then only put my one or two bad picks, all right? Because we're all allowed to be wrong every once in a while. So instead of me boycotting this segment, 
We're going to turn to our guy who's in the back today. Usually he's one of the two main guys on stuff about Oh, sports. the voice of God is going to make these announcements? <laughs> he, All right. he is. He is. Can, can we hear him yet? Is, is Germ there? Yo, I'm here. Ready there to go. He there he is. There Yo, he you, is. First of all, you can tell you could tell who made the shitty picks just by that whole monologue he made. Like, how can I not, how can I not be partial when this is on record? Like they can literally go back and look at our social media to see what we picked. Like you're making it seem like I'm just going to manipulate your picks and I'm going to give do. you something worse than what you, you are. You do. You do. This was your idea in the production. Oh, I'm going to, but, but this, I full transparency, this idea was generated by, I went back and looked at some of the takes that we've made. And I'm like, damn, these are really good. We should start putting these out. You know, just to ask people if they've aged well or not. This might not fall into that category, but we'll find out, won't we? We'll see. Yeah, we are going to see. Let's see. What do we want to start with? Let's do. Pick a good uh, one, Jerm. Pick a good one. Let's nah, just go down the list, bro. Make it, 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 it goes from good to, to worse. So your predictions here. Let's see. Nope, nope, nope. Offensive rookie of the year. JT had Drake London, not even close. Uh, Chris Olave was a good pick. If he stayed healthy, I think if he, he stayed healthy. Now, here's why the offensive rookie of the year was a bad pick. It's because Drake London had Marcus Mariota throwing to him. <laughs> <laughs> if only for that reason, it wouldn't have mattered. Thanks. And obviously, Calvin Ridley was also supposed to be there, and and. Now the the prince who was promised Trevor Lawrence will reap those benefits once he comes back from his bullshit suspension. But I would have never have picked Drake London simply because of the quarterback. At least Chris Olave had Jameis Winston, who should have been healthy. That's the guy who could throw for never thought I'd hear that. At That's least what my thinking Jameis Winston. That's what my thinking well, okay. was. Okay, so but it, it's it's really about you know do you really trust Michael Thomas at this stage? Like Olave was going to get the opportunity. Jameis, even though we can make fun of the crab legs and the licking the W's, he throws for like 5,000 yards every season. So I, I get why people would pick him, um, you know, as offensive rookie of the year. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, Don, my man, Aiden Hutchinson was always the choice. And it was oh, the only come choice. On. What? Sorry, man. Sauce Gardner is going to win it. How could he not? He's a number one shutdown corner. Mm, he's a shutdown corner. Are we the defense, right the, team, now? the team defense, the whole defense is good. It's going to be. He's a rookie. Like he's yeah, holding the whole his own is loaded, man. and excelling. Aiden Hutchinson's going to win. Shout out to JT for the correct choice. I can't Appreciate believe you picked Sauce Gardner. I can't believe you picked a New York Jet. Can you believe how great of a? Oh, that's why you're a Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> that's why. Now I'm. Fig- hey, are you, now are you, are you arguing out. with the voice of God? I kind of am. I apologize. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. So, and Sauce Gardner probably was a good pick, but I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think he was going to translate well to the NFL, but he's, he is, he's going to be special. He keeps it up and Robert Sala knows how to coach defense and uh, he can only get better from here. Offensive player of the year, Justin Herbert. I was never going to roll with that. Because he plays for the Chargers, but it's not oh, really Buffalo, it's, Buffalo Bills West. I got you. No, nah, it's it's less about Justin Herbert more than um, you know. There's just there's guys that does what he does just better. Like he was never going to out throw and outgun 
Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And I thought, and, and I picked, uh, we'll get to your picks later, but spoiler, I had the Packers in the Super Bowl. I thought this was going to be Aaron Rodgers' revenge tour. I just don't see Justin Herbert uh out was gunning I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a revenge tour for two years before this like how I, many, I, I how many more was gonna years keep going to be on this tour <laughs> I thought it was gonna keep going and um but Justin Herbert he's Josh Allen's the new Philip Rivers so I, I guess that would make Justin Herbert damn damn whoa <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I know never thought I'd see the day I hear you say wow that, but okay until they prove it to me I'm 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 shitting on Josh Allen um Justin Jefferson burn, burn his jersey and make it real I will. It's from China. It's fake. So I'll have no problem burning. I paid $19.99 plus shipping and handling for it. So I'll burn the shit out of it. Uh, Justin Jefferson is a good pick for, for, for offensive play of the year, simply because Kirk Cousins, for as much as people want to make fun of him, knows how to throw the ball. In terms of throwing the football, Kirk Cousins is good at it. And Justin Jefferson can catch everything. And that offense has been catered to Justin Jefferson. So, um, so I think I'm up two to one with that. No, I I'm think up two I'm to up. one. No, no he picked Olave and Jefferson. Uh, okay. You got Hutchins. Uh, don't worry, the score will even out. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 not done yet. Uh, let's go yeah, on to so defensive player of the year. JT has Nick Bosa. Both of you had Nick Bosa, huh? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I don't think it's close. I don't think it's I don't think it's particularly close in terms of defensive player of the year. That's that's probably the right answer. Who else is up for it? Uh, I don't even know. I don't <laughs> even know. I Gardner. should probably. Gardner, that's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I mean, let's see. Hey, you know what we could do? We could skip the rest of these. No, I think no, we're no, running bro. late let's, on the hey, show, hey, aren't let's, we? Let's aren't go we? through. Let's go through. Nah, we're, we're at 40 minutes, baby. Uh, uh, we, we good. Uh, of course, I can't find a list that's that's easy to read right now. But um, who's this guy? 95 on the Chiefs. Who's that guy? Oh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Yeah. That's that seems to be another popular that's, pick, but yeah, that's Bosa's going to win that. Yeah, I mean, Micah Parsons. You could probably so winning is usually the the outlier to these to these things. So if your team is winning, then probably you'll probably have a better chance of of winning this stuff. So, um, coach of the year, JT with Nick Sirianni. I mean, that's amazing that you got that. Uh, with, I'm surprised that the Eagles aren't getting as much love as the Chiefs because when you look at their nerd numbers throughout the season, they're pretty much identical on the offensive side. It's so literally identical. It's it's yeah, literally. Uh, is it okay? I know yeah. they were close, but um, Sirianni. I love Sirianni. If if Sirianni was the Bills' head coach, we'd have two Super Bowls by now. Uh, he's he's the perfect guy for Philadelphia. That's a good pick. Don Frank Reich. <laughs> hey, man. you know, I, I saw I it, be man. wrong I, every I, once in a while. Listen, man, I listen, I I saw it, man. I coming back to the team he played for, he had Matt Ryan. You know, I get it, man. I, I get why you would think that it just didn't, you know, we'll see if it works in um Yeah, he just didn't see the Jags coming. The Jags. <laughs> uh we'll we'll see if it works out in Carolina. I just that that whole Indianapolis thing was a was a mess. I don't um, think it works in Carolina. No. Uh you guys both flamed out. With Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas is on the um, he's on the no fly list. Don't draft him in fantasy. Don't rely on him. Come he's back not even a, next year. <laughs> not, not, not next year. Don't even draft him. Matter of fact, just wait till week one. Um, preseason will happen. The wind will be over thirty five miles per hour. Somehow indoors at the Superdome, and he'll tear his ACL because that's that's just his luck. Uh, he's, he can't be counted on. The big one, MVP, JT man. 
appreciate you throwing and and it was looking oh, good oh, for a while. Don't thank me because I told him when I made this pick. This is a this is a troll pick specifically for you. I I I oh, picked God. this. Look at knew that, it that he would not make. This is what I, I got to deal with every tonight. episode. Every yeah, episode. I came, I came on here. Me. Voice of God came to help y'all out, man. Try to read these off and be objective. Hey, I, I uh, appreciate you at least. I oh, he appreciate he going. He really want to appreciate you as we keep going further with this. But go ahead. So Josh Allen, it was looking good for a while. Jonathan Taylor got hurt, but I mean, it never panned out the way it should have. I don't think they used Jonathan Taylor correctly. Frank Wright was trying to rebuild Matt Ryan somehow and then went to the rookie, went back to Matt Ryan. It was just, everything was a mess. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I probably wouldn't have picked him anyway because Derrick Henry was coming back. If I was going to pick a running back, probably would have been Derrick Henry, but um, you know, both didn't work out. And then your Super Bowl picks. Chiefs versus 49ers. That's pretty damn close. I mean, um, dude, he doesn't. He, he I was, goes I was with a, the safe a, picks a all the time. UCL away from getting this. He goes with the safe picks all how the was time. This like, safe? don't give him credit. First of all, how was this safe? Oh. Nobody thought the 49ers were going to what Super do you Bowl mean? with Trey Lance. They were returning. Nobody did. They were just and in nobody the NFC title the Chiefs, game. Nobody was for sure shooing in the Chiefs without oh. Tyreek. Everybody thought oh. it was going to oh. be the Bills. Great going. picks. Great picks, JT. Great picks. <laughs> Uh, I don't see who you had facing the Colts in the Super Bowl. The game. Packers. Oh. I had the Packers. Oh, the Packers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had the Packers and Bills, so I'm, I can't laugh. Now, what makes JT's Chiefs 49ers picks semi-impressive is Trey Lance was supposed to be the starter. Christian McCaffrey wasn't there yet. Um, so the Jeremy, fact that he had there's the... There's something to be said for a team that went to the Super Bowl, what, two years ago... Then, I'm, I'm with you. And then I'm just was in the NFC title game, probably what one catch away from getting but to the Super Bowl. They're starting a rookie quarterback who we had not but seen. Nobody's going to put wasn't on a the rookie. 49ers to go he, to the Super Bowl. He wasn't a rookie. He and, basically is. But the teams around him is already good. That goes to show you how good the Niners are. They got there with Brock Purdy again to the NFC title game. Come on. I know like, you. I when know a you team is good, they're this, good. If you're if you're looking at it in a vacuum. Before the season started, this is impressive. It's it's okay. It's okay to say JT. No, you can't pick. say that because you made the pick. Of course, you're going to think it's impressive. I'm saying it's okay for you to say it. I mean, I would say I'm the not same saying thing about the Colts I'm versus the Packers, it. but I mean, That's I can't because they didn't make the Dude, playoffs. Did they not play each other three years ago in the Super Bowl? So it ain't that impressive. Don't impress you much? No. Oldsma Bros no. says DHK got the best China jerseys. They sure do. They sure do. I love it. I've I've ordered a many of jerseys from uh, DHK. Mike says Jeremy already got JT in the down regretting joining to give us a shot network. I hope not. I hope it's no, I hope I'm loving okay. I'm, I'm the show where you calling out Don because he always trying to finagle his way to make it seem like he's right. This is embarrassing, man. <laughs> and, and JT, listen to uh, Miriam there. Not not a troll pick. Come on. You can't do that to the Bills. That's uh, her team. That's her team. Mary, I didn't I didn't troll you. I trolled another Bills fan. So don't take it personally. Hey, she's a Bills fan, though. Awesome. Shout out to Miriam then. Is that yeah, all the picks, Jerm? That was, that that was all, that's all the picks. Man, that was a rough segment for me. Whew. Yeah. Rough segment. You're supposed to help me, Jerm. Hey, do you, you guys want to pick the real? I mean, we might as well. We got time. We got, You want to pick the real? Uh, I got the finalists all up here. I mean, we can run through them if you want to pick them. We'll we'll come we'll come back to we'll that. We'll do that on, on another show. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't I don't Dude, I don't want JT John needs to, to study. He needs to log into his PFFF Illuminati subscription. Nah, that's you are, you, no, because you already you already showed me you can't be trusted with, with decision making <laughs> skills. So, let's go to one of our new newest segments, hottest segments, hot or not. So JT, 
the way it works. And Jerm, by the way, thanks for for coming in to uh, to do that that segment. We appreciate you. So, appreciate you. hot or not, JT, the way it works. I'll remind you because you need a reminder every time. Oh yeah. Is I'm going to read a statement, not a question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read a statement. Mm-hmm. If you agree with it, you say hot. It's a hot take. If you don't agree with it, you say not because it's not a hot take. Understood? We good? D'Amico Ryan's to the Texans will be an all-time great move. Yeah, I think that's hot. And just by the fact that it seems like he was the number one candidate on most teams' boards that needed a coach. And that's impressive in the era when everyone's looking for the next offensive guy. They're looking for the next guy that was Sean McVay's barber or, like, they went to grade school with Kyle Shanahan. And, like, most people wanted D'Amico Ryan's. Like, that's impressive, man. So I got to think that broken clock is right twice you know two times a day so texans they got lucky made the right decision they got lucky that he had been in that organization before and here's to top it all off here's the here's the thing that makes me think is all-time great they pursued him and didn't he have a lawsuit against the texans back when so the fact that they bring him back and he tried to sue him lets you know what type of coach that they think he is but also the fact that he would be willing to go back to a team like that, I think shows you that, hey, like I am bought in with that organization. And while we think most coaches have big egos, especially in the NFL, like he he doesn't have that big of an ego. And I think that's what you need to really win, especially in the NFL, because you're going to be dealing with million dollar players. So this is a hot take just for the fact, JT, that. I've been screaming his name since December 1st that he should be the first hire. He should be the first guy every team looks at. So I'm sticking Everyone with us watching. He's not, he's not lying. He literally has been screaming to be Ryan's name. I have. So that's a hot take. All right. Uh, next one. Superstars need to return to the dunk contest. Hot take for the 20 years ago. Since Vince Carter was in the slam dunk contest. Yes, that's a hot take. Come on. Like, I appreciate guys like Aaron Gordon and stuff winning, getting in there. Zach Levine, like, they've been great. But come on, man. We wanted, we wanted to see in their primes the LeBrons, the Durants in their primes. So now the guys that are in their primes now, Giannis, let's go. We want to see you. I guarantee you if Giannis is in the slam dunk contest and you put some of these other superstars in there, a Tatum and all these other guys – JT, the ratings for that slam dunk contest would be threefold over the actual NBA All-Star game. So they, it's a hot take. Man, once again, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. No, it's not a hot take because the dunk contest is like the NFL Pro Bowl. It's become no, but that's exactly why. To, to that's be, why the superstars need to come back. No, 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 no. Uh, here we go. And the reason, really the reason why is – what the hell is Zion and Ja Morant going to do that I haven't already seen before? Like, what's Zion going to do? Dunk with a cheeseburger? Like, we've seen all the dunks before. Like, That's if so I want to see the dunk That's contest rude. with all the stars, I'll just Take go watch a regular season game and watch Ja dunk in the regular season. Or I'll watch Zion dunk when he's playing one of the 30 times per year. Like, the stars is only going to make people watch for the stars, but it's not going to make the dunk contest better. Like, all the dunks have been have been done. Like, I don't think it matters. would appreciate you, man. Thanks for the comment and, and, and looking out. JT, you're so you're so wrong as always. Bro, bro, do you I thought this was supposed to be quick? I don't agree with yeah, you. Yeah, you've Come been on. going on these these I, my shit lasted one minute. Just go to the next one. You wrong. And it's mine was 30 seconds, and I had a better point. 
All right, Kawhi made the Toronto Raptors a one-hit wonder, and they need to rebuild ASAP. Oh, that's a hot take. Like, they've been stuck in neutral ever since Kawhi had this Joe Flacco-type run and just everything went their way, whether it was last-minute shots or, you know, people getting hurt in the championship. But you just look at everything that's happened to the Raptors since Kawhi left. Like, one, they can't draft, and they can't develop any big men. And Asai <laughs> Majuri has – I don't know what he's doing. I feel like he's been, like, living off of that one title. Like, he made one bold move to get Kawhi, but hasn't done anything else that's been good for that team. Like, they haven't drafted well. He hasn't developed the players. And you can tell it's exposed Nick Nurse as a coach to a point where people think that he should be fired. Like, all you need to know is – the Raptors are playing their old-ass veterans like 40 minutes a night. They have like a seven- to eight-man rotation. Like, that tells you that they have failed as an organization to have any type of depth. And then those that eight or ninth guy, they don't even trust. Like, all the guys that they're relying on now were already on that team before Kawhi came there. And, like, now they're just older. So, yeah, they they need to blow it up, and they need to find some way to build around Scotty Barnes because they're stuck with him now. Dude, I'm going to get a stopwatch. That was a two-minute monologue on I'll go ahead. hot or not seconds. quick take. Give me 30 seconds. All right, 30 I'll, seconds. I'll do it in 30 seconds. It's hot and not. All right, it's hot God, because, yes, shit. Kawhi may – because you put these compound sentences you don't in write here. The questions the way I like it so I can't answer it. You, you, put, you put these compound statements in here. Oh, you, oh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't handle multiple questions. <laughs> you it's hot or not. There's like, two statements he's like, he's like, here. He's like, it's not multiple choice. I there's, can't do this. Bro, you okay? You struggling? There's two we statements. Live. We live. You can't be doing this. There's two statements here. All right. Kawhi did make them a one-hit one hit wonder. There's no doubt. But it's not in that they need to rebuild ASAP. They have good pieces here. They need to give it time and they need to allow it to develop and maybe move one of those pieces and bring in another one that they actually need to fit. So that's why it's hot or not. That's how you do it in 30 seconds. Let's go. I feel like you did answer the question. But I, I feel like this next question will be quick and to the point. Jokic is the MVP and it's not even close. Not. Not. Not and it's not even. Here's another compound statement. Way to go, JT. And it's not even close. Come on, man. Like Doncic has got to be in that conversation. Maybe Tatum. Maybe Embiid. I would even throw Sabonis in that statement. All right. So Doncic is definitely in that. So to say not even close, that's not a. That's not take. Who said that? You said that. No, that's what the people on the internet said. I actually agree with you as much as. <laughs> to the light of the voice of God, I agree with this. And I think it's between him and Donchin. So that's why I'm going to say that it is close, even though it's a two-man race. So so, so it's not a take. It's not a take. Man, he barely even though he's probably going to win this third You barely know how to play this game. Shout out to, to Mike Powers. Thank you for, for tuning in, man. Um, we'll, we'll hopefully see you soon. JT, the 49ers should bite the bullet and go all in on Jimmy G. Who wrote this? You wrote this? Nah, you made this thing. Who is saying this? This, this is a Who germ is saying question. This? this is a germ question for sure. Because he loves Jimmy G. And no, they should not go all in on Jimmy G because they got a guy that they took number three overall in Trey Lance who played one game in the shittiest conditions I've ever seen for a football game. And then the next game in the first quarter, Kyle Shanahan got his ankle blown off. So I don't even know if he's good or not. Give the man a chance that you drafted. You had that much confidence in him before. 
and you're paying him all this money, go all in on him. Like, I want to see Trey Lance with all these weapons that Brock Purdy had. I want to see him get that same opportunity. Jimmy G, you already know what the ceiling is with him, and it's not that high. All right, no, not a take, not a take. Why are we still talking about Jimmy G with the 49ers? Can, can they move on, please? I mean, not only now do they have Trey Lance, who, like you said, was the number three overall pick. You've got Brock Purdy now, too, who some people thought was going to get him to the Super Bowl, if not for the elbow injury. So can we just give Jimmy G talk a rest? And thank you to Kyle Shanahan for finally putting that to rest when they asked him, can we – potentially see Jimmy G in a 49ers uniform come September? He said no and ended all that debate. Thank goodness. Thank you, Kyle Shanahan. About time you do something right. Oh, this one's interesting. The NFL has the worst era of refs in sports history. Not. Not. And I'll tell you why, JT. You better, you better have some. I got a great one. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting all day for this. And old Oldsma Bros, thanks for staying with us this whole episode. I mean, you know, you, you kind of are right. Trey Lance hasn't played sustained football in quite a while. That that is true. But how much Kyle more? Kyle Shanahan will do that to you as a quarterback. But how much more do we have to see of, of Jimmy G? That would be that would be my answer. Now, it's not JT going back to the NFL has the worst era of refs in sports history. You know what does the history of the game of soccer. All of the match fixing, all of the terrible calls that you could look throughout the history of the World Cup, look up Hand of God. I know you're not a soccer historian. Look up Hand of God, right, by Maradona. They gave him a goal, all right? You've got the match fixing. I mean, guys are in locker rooms with players exchanging money. I mean, it's the history. Then you look at the rules. Not only are the rules bad, then the refs can't even enforce them because at the end of games, they allow extra time of 10 minutes because it's all on the ref's own watch. He gets to dictate everything. And when a goal is scored well past the time, then he blows the whistle of the game's over because he probably has money on the match. So it's easily soccer refs, the history of the game. It's always been the refs that are the worst in sports. It's soccer. See, see you doubting me. I agree with you on this. Th there's no way that if we're talking about the worst in anything in sports, or you're talking about fairness, you don't mention soccer. Like, soccer is the, literally the most corrupt sport on the planet, especially FIFA. So I, I got to agree with you on they've this. Ruined like, a, they've ruined a great sport. One of yeah, the best ruined sports a great around. Sport. They have like, ruined a great sport. FIFA now, if the question the was the dumbest, refs in sports history <laughs> wow. then i would say the nfl I, because the nfl has done a that. great job of breaking this down in crayon for these referees like this is what this is what this is this is what that is Bro. and they still have to have a 20 minute zoom meeting to figure out okay what is this and they still make the wrong call with all the replays all the technology all the cams like this is the dumbest group of refs but they're not the worst uh shout out to anaya with the comment thank you appreciate you tuning in to to the show JT, I'm not going to say – I'm not going to go that far about NFL refs. That's kind of rude, so I'm not going to go that far. Oh, but you'll be rude to me. I'm never rude to you. You're rude to me first. So, JT, because it's leading up to the Super Bowl weekend – Bro, did you bring back this trivia stuff? I, I did. Sports Why do you trivia. do this? Like, nobody Sports wants trivia. to do this. Why do yes, you yes. We are now live. This is going to be fun. Bro, nobody so, wants to do trivia. 
So Bro, yes, the listeners really want to. The listeners want to because now they can actually Yo, answer show me as one well. They're going to show you show how much smarter they are than you. Nobody wants to do this. Yes, they do, and we're going to bring German too. He's going to participate too. Tag if you're at home listening. You can type in the comments if you think you know the answer. Sorry, no prizes yet. Well, I shouldn't say yet. Just no prizes. But you get to show how much smarter you are than JT. So don't let me down at home. Germ, are, are you still there? I am. All right. You, you don't mind taking part in this? Oh, no. I'll definitely take part. If I All know right. the answer, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> All right. So three questions. Got just three questions. I got three. <laughs> three. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a shit. All right. The first one, Super Bowl related. There are, in the history of the Super Bowls, there are two quarterbacks that have at least one Super Bowl win, but they have a losing Super Bowl record, right? So they do have a Super Bowl title, at least one, but their record in the Super Bowl as the QB is below 500. Who are those two quarterbacks? So one win, but a losing record all time in the Super Bowl? Yes, at least one win, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say that it's definitely a Bills quarterback, but they never won. Wow. Jerm taking shots again, man. God, why Um, am I taking a stray? Um, Jersey 13, shout out. The champ is here. Play play along trivia. I feel like this is a trick question. Oh, Oldsma Bros got one of them. John John Elway. John Elway. Took you guys Uh, too long. I was thinking about John Elway. I expect. I feel like one of them got to be like somebody. Are they starters, though? Yeah. uh, They win as a starter? Yes. Yes. Okay. And their losses were as starters. Well, John Elway's one of them, so you got one left. Is the other Kurt Warner? Ooh, you got it. Is it? You got it. All right. You wow. won one with okay. the Rams, lost one with the Rams, and lost one with the Cardinals against my Steelers. Steelers. There we go. Good uh-huh. job. Good job. Joint nice. effort there. Oldsma Bros and yeah. JT. Oldsma Bros and JT. All right. So now we're going to get into team-specific trivia here with the Eagles Chiefs. First one, Eagles. All right. Philadelphia Eagles, all right, which player in their franchise has the most Pro Bowl selections? Not all time, like not all time in the NFL. Like the most Pro Bowl selections as an Eagle? Yes, for the for the organization, for their franchise. Ryan yes. Dawkins? Good guess, but that is not correct. Mm. We're going to really know how good your Eagle history is here. Well, he don't give a shit about them. Um yeah. I lived in the area, and I definitely do, like the only Eagles I care about <laughs> is Tara Lowens and and uh, Deuce Staley. <laughs> so. This is a tough one, but if is you're it, a is football it, fan, isn't it, is it Clyde Where's Simmons, whatever his name is? No, that's a that's a good guess, but no, is defensive side of the ball. Here's mm. another hint: you got to go back a while, like Eric Allen. Go what? back, <laughs> Eric Allen. Go go back a little further. Jesus. God, oh, so basically, wow. like the guys that All you right, grew up. I'll watching. give you five seconds. I don't know. I'm never gonna get this. Chuck um, Bednarik. Come on, Chuck Bednarik. He's who? Is literally like a Chuck Bednarik. Look at how old that is. Like Come they haven't on. changed that. That, that Brian been Dawkins that award in like a hundred years. Brian Dawkins has got seven. I think Bednarik's got eight. Ah, uh, okay. So, but oh, wow, I'm, I'm shocked. A good guess. Even, yeah. I I was thinking McNabb. No, McNabb's been no hell no. Yeah, but you got to remember, a lot of guys get get injured. 
in now you're on like Alternate the fourth, fifth, sixth, ah, gotcha. yeah, quarterback okay. in the yeah. NFC. Tyler All right, Hill so was in the Pro Bowl, so yeah. <laughs> last one is the no. Chiefs. I think this one's realistic here. The last time Andy Reid didn't make an AFC title game, what team beat him in the wild card? That was the Alex Smith 53 points. That's the Colts, right? Uh, Colts, right? Yeah. Nope. That was when that was when the that was when the Chief Alex Smith scored 53 points and lost that game. That was a wild they, card game, right? They did, and it was a wild card game, but that's further back. I think that was like 2013. Okay. That was like 10 years ago already. Patriots? Because AFC? <laughs> no. Because uh, Patriots wouldn't have played in the wild card. Oh, that's true. I'm going to guess the Chargers. Nope. JT, one last guess? Mm-hmm. It was with the Chiefs? Hmm, well, yeah. Uh, I would say five, four, three, two. Yeah. I'm running out of time. It's the Titans. Remember, the Titans beat them and then went to New England, and Vrabel beat Belichick. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Yeah. You see, the be- the problem is the um, the Titans are so bad now that you don't remember anything good they did because they've just been god-awful in the last two years. Meanwhile, they've made the, – you know, they were the one seed. They were one seed last year, yeah. Nah, Fraudulently, the, but they made fraud, it. Fraudulent one seed. Any other surprise things I got to nah, answer? That's it for now. If we do a show next week, get ready for more sports trivia. Bro, we that's cutting that off. No, 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 we're not. I'm not, I'm not doing Super every Bowl week trivia with you. We like, got to. You can not tag German because I'm not, not doing every, the show with not you. I will week. rip up my contract if we Special occasions. Special occasions. Hey, listen, only. I ain't going to lie. I kind of like that. That was kind of dope. See? It's fun, right? No more Chuck Begnerick. No more Chuck. <laughs> he's going right. to do that. Don't encourage it. The cutoff him. is 1980 for Jerv, I think. He, he's going to ask you. He's gonna ask shit from the years where he was a young child. So you're talking about like 60s, 70s. So there's going to be stuff that we don't know. Dang it. <laughs> That's messed up. That's messed up. But we'll, we'll do that again for sure. Special occasions. Special occasions. And we'll keep oh, it 1980 on. We'll keep it, you know, contemporary. How about, how about that, Jerv? Is that good? Sounds good. All right. All right. So, JT, to the fans and listeners out there, thank you all for joining us. Thank you for the comments. And remember to please subscribe to us. You can find us on all of the major platforms as we are presented by Give Us a Shot Network. And if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, Leave us a five-star review. Remember to please follow us on social media. Our handle, JT and the Don. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. So, JT, great episode. It's great to be uh, on the Give Us a Shot Network. First live show. Thought it went well. The hat looks pretty good. Glad you're repping your team. Oh, don't worry. That's going to change real fast. Oh, man. He's going to bring the Bengals and the Ravens. All right. JT, great episode, man. And until the next episode, see ya. Peace.